So you had a week ago, <laughs> about, where gas prices are going up, and you're complaining. I mean, Republicans, Mitch McConnell, every like any conservative person is all blaming it all on Biden. Yeah. Um, like this is his fault, and that's not correct. Right. And then now this week, well, and then in between there, Biden tried to peg it on Putin. <laughs> it's like the high gas prices are Putin. It's this is Putin's. This is Putin's thing. Putin's. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, if you can't control it. I understand there's some factors with the Ukrainian war and everything, but uh-huh. it's not. So he, so Biden turns around, and tries to do that. Yeah. Um, and then you have now, uh, now it's now the Democrats are all. It's all about windfall profits. It's the whole thing is is just a, a sham by the oil companies to like make a ton of money, and everybody will pivot. So like, they just, it's a, it's so frustrating. Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology instructor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode, we'll give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. You should have left that um, can cracking open sound in there. It's, we could have used it as a sound effect. Anyway. Your hair is long, Mike. Yes, my hair is long. <laughs> Thanks. We already covered that part of it. Okay. Okay. You could comment on how like I haven't colored my hair in really, really, really long time. And so... Like, it's one color up here and one color up here. Like, it's just it's just a whole... No, see? I don't need to comment on that. <laughs> because I didn't notice. Oh, okay. You, I noticed you The only you people... Of, okay, number the tiers of people who notice those things, top tier, other women who color their hair. Because <laughs> they're looking for it all the time. They're sure. like, oh my God, because they're always worried that like it can show. Yeah. So they're looking for it. Sure. Then maybe second tier, maybe generally other women. Okay. And then that's it. Those probably, are the only people that probably notice. Probably like hairstylists first, and then women who color their hair, and then maybe other women. You got your nose pierced, yeah. and I was, I was like unsure if that had always been there. Do you I remember had, that? I had so many people say that, like, "Oh, I thought you'd always had that." Well, you, I mean, you kind of you give the vibe. You have oh, that vibe. That's your what's vibe. What's the vibe, Mike? Uh, what's the vibe of somebody that would have nose a, dot what, that would have vibe. their nose pierced? Mostly a pain in my butt. No. <laughs> I see that you got wow. rid of the hoop, though. That's the hoop didn't last did. very long. I did. I I couldn't do it. It's I fine. Didn't, I didn't this like was, it. The dots better. I didn't like it. No. Uh, so are you going to color? The, wow, we're going to go down. We're going to. So are you yeah. gonna, Are you going to color it? Yes. Again? So why? Okay, this is totally off script. Yeah. But why do you? I learned. <laughs> this is like. This is what happens when you spend two years across the table with somebody. We're like, okay, so now I learned about, I learned about eyebrows. Remember when I learned See? about eyebrows? Okay, yes, so now I want to learn things. more about the hair because like, hair. because I don't understand, like I understand like, hey, I want to be a redhead. So I changed my hair sure. or like uh-huh. I'm doing like the people do the tipped colors or whatever. Sure. But like the generalized dye the whole head. I, so I just usually go in and I say like, do something Make me fun. Look 10 I'm years bored. Younger. No, no, I wish. 
I say, do something fun. I'm bored. Oh. So my natural hair color has faded over time. I don't have, I, I think I have like two gray hairs. Like I, I'm not oh, like okay. fully so you're gray. Not doing, so no. you're not doing it to cover no. up the gray. No. Um, I did discover gray hair during the pandemic and like that was a whole new thing. But <laughs> my natural hair color has faded to like just a mousy brown. It's just not like... There's not a whole lot to it. So it kind of is boring to me. And I'm like, hey, what do you want to do today? And it's just hair and it doesn't like. It doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't bother. Right. Like, so I'm just, I said, but my rule is no reds. You don't want red. I do not want any shade of red. Really? Yeah. So I, otherwise I'm just like, what do you want to do today? Hmm. And let her decide. So. All right. I like fun hair. That's, that is, uh, that's great. That is the best answer I can probably. <laughs> well, because I do, I understand that some people don't like the gray, and I'm probably gonna right. get in trouble for saying this stuff. But like, no, but I'm why like, it's just part of that? how like you're, you have gray hair. Like, here's my, I have gray hair. My thing about going gray is I want when when I do go gray, I want to be able to use that time to like then have fun colors. Like then I want a streak of pink or of blue. Like because I've always had really dark hair, and so without like just totally bleaching and ruining my hair. I can't have, you know, fun, light colors very sure. well. So that's what I want to do. When I do go gray, then I want like, just here's like a magic hidden strip of like pink. That's how I'm going to be. Isn't pink like a derivative of red? No, Mike. <laughs> Shut your face. No, no red except for really light red. Noah. Oh. Noah. Well, I mean, oh. if you wanted to make pink, you'd take okay. red and okay. just keep Shut it. Shut your pie hole. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so getting uh, along on to something somewhat more real. Sure. Do you want to start or? Uh, this one? Somewhat more real? I yeah. don't even know. Well, what the heck? I, what do you got? What the you heck? You got to look it up because you left your notes. I did I wasn't my here notes, to so print them for you. I'm sorry. I, I printed them and then I left it. Okay. So um, <laughs> I'm laughing because um, autocorrect spelling check of Vladimir Zelensky's name just totally butchered that in my notes. But anyway, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky today addressed Congress, right? Oh, so, no, I think I know where you're going with this. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So he addressed Congress mm -hmm. today. Like there was, I mean, he gave an update. There was a pretty passionate plea for like, do more. What do else more. can you do? We need help. Um, so a dumb American named Peter Schiff um, took to Twitter to say, quote, I understand times are hard, but doesn't the president of Ukraine own a suit? <laughs> I don't have much respect for current members of Congress either, but I still wouldn't address them wearing a T-shirt. I wouldn't want to disrespect the institution or the United States, end quote. Uh, mm. Needless to say, the world was not, not thrilled, having it. <laughs> thrilled about that commentary. Um, <laughs> and I just was like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, he's, he's zooming in from a war zone. Yeah. And like has been actively, you know, representing his country and like encouraging his citizens. He has not been at all a person who anyone is expecting right now to be sitting tucked away in an office somewhere wearing a suit. Like that's just not how he's playing this. Yep. Rightfully so. Um, or wisely so. Like he's caught on to, hey, like people want to think I actually am of the people. I don't know. It's a smart move, but whatever. Yeah. This dude, Peter Schiff, I, like I, I don't know why the name sounded familiar to me because I don't really actually know anything about this. Apparently he's like a market talking head. Sure. Call him a pundit. 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 And a global strategist. Yeah. Whatever that means. I'm going to get cards. Anyway, maybe. just come on. 
This was not. No. Mike is like, dude, don't wear a t-shirt. Are you for okay. real? <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> My cousin Vinny. Yeah. Okay. 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 The two youths. Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. But, I don't think you do. Well, I, I mean, was gonna, okay. Let's look so, at your face. <laughs> how do I put it? Um, I agree with you that like, this is not really the time. Like, like half of the city that he is in has has emptied out. Yeah. Uh, they're surrounded by the enemy. Yeah. They're being bombarded every day. Right. Um, I don't think it's appropriate time to like nitpick what he chose to wear. No. However. He was sitting at a desk. I mean, like, it's put on a jacket, right? I mean, like, he has a jacket. Or there. But you throw on the, your sweater, maybe. But, but if you zoom no. out, you have to know there were a, some people around him. And I guarantee you, they had a conversation about, like, do we put the suit on? Do we not put the suit on? Oh, How about a jacket and no definitely. tie? Optics. How about the Right. Yes. These guys have been nailing it. Yes. In, the, uh, in that world, in the Instagram, Twitter. Yep. Social media world. Yes. And so I know that they chose it on purpose, uh-huh. which is why I'm like, all right, back. Okay. Poor taste for critiquing the president. Yeah. But also back off the guy who critiqued him because it was, it's not like he couldn't have done it. <laughs> it's there. It's there. They're in, he was he in has, his office. So, he probably has three suits in his office. Well, maybe he's not able to go to the, maybe the dry cleaner exploded, you know, but also like he has been appearing in a sweater or in a t-shirt, whatever, sometimes his body armor, sometimes whatever, you know, yeah. It's not like he only has, he's in a war and I only have a t-shirt. Sure. That's what I'm saying. But, but shut up. Not the point. But shut up, man. Just Just shut up. Just shut up. Yeah. That's Mm. why, that's why I was like, well, I don't know. Sit down. I mean, like after the war, if you still show up, yeah. you know, in front of our Congress in a t-shirt, probably they wouldn't even let you in. Whatever. Just <laughs> we're going to yeah. give you some grace right now. You're yeah. actually doing a good. great job. Right. Okay. What anyway, the what the heck? What do you have? Oh yeah. What did I do? I had to go find <laughs> it again. Well, my, <laughs> you, you had all of this time, I had all that, all time. this time to prepare. Well, cause I had, there's a lot of as is often the case, we have a lot of what the hex and I was trying, I've been trying, historically for the last couple of years, I do try to find ones that are a little bit lighter because we're all, because everything is just what the heck. Yeah. It, yeah. Everything's going to crap in a handbasket. Yeah. So one of my, one of them originally I was going to do is about, so uh, today in Minnesota, the Minnesota legislature sat down with, uh, well, like negotiating teams. They're trying to, sorry. Back up. Back up. So Minnesota, just like every other state, blew through a ton of money with their unemployment insurance over the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Um, we borrowed, we ran out of all of our money. We borrowed money from the federal government to continue paying uh, unemployment insurance for people who are out of work during the pandemic. Minnesota has a crap ton of money right now. So there's like, it's not that we, because we have so much, we have, I think it like the last time around, it was like $9 billion surplus. It's a little bit. It's yeah. Uh huh. Uh, and so one of the proposals is to use some of that money to refill the unemployment insurance pot. Uh, and they got together to have a conversation about it today. 
See, I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna do two. Okay. Anyway, no, it's okay. I won't do two. I'm just gonna do that. We're gonna go on this one because this is gonna be educational. Because most people don't know how. To, so as a business owner, I never knew how the unemployment insurance worked. Right. So unemployment insurance, like when you get unemployment because you got laid off or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and you get a check. That yeah. money comes from the state. That money came from businesses. So it's not actually, it's a separate tax that we pay like an insurance premium. All businesses in Minnesota have to pay into this system right. um, to give the money into the pot so that can be dispersed when people need it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we were, they're, they're fighting about that. They have a huge pot of money and they sit down to have a, a conversation about it, the Democrats and the Republicans and Governor Walls. Because we need to do this because if it doesn't happen, automatically all of the unemployment insurance goes up about 30%. So now me, as an employer, has to pay 30% more into the pot to try to refill it. That's a huge... Even though we have this huge chunk of money over mm -hmm. there, but they're fighting about the hero pay. Do you remember that you ever yes. heard? Yes. So what a nightmare. Last summer, when mm -hmm. they were passing a budget, uh, they came up, the Democrats and Republicans in Minnesota came up with a plan to do this hero pay. We're going to give frontline workers an extra bonus. Yeah. Um, and they, they haven't come up with the detail. They basically, nope. they said, we're going to put $250 million into that and we'll figure out the details later. And they've been fighting about it ever since. Yeah. And so now the Republicans won't let the, the, the Democrats are trying to tie the two together that we need to pass the hero pay thing. And the refilling the unemployment insurance with all this surplus money. And the Republicans are saying, no, we don't want to do that. Because the Democrats took the $250 million, made it a billion dollars, jacked it up. The hero pay? Like yeah. they're saying now we want more for that? Yes. Okay. We want four times more. So uh -huh. the, the minute, the, it's just, so my what the heck is just like both, this is definitely a both side ism kind of deal. Sure. Everybody's being You made dumb. a deal for $250 million. You should just stick to that one. Or at the very least, do that first. Right. And then if you want to try to get then more, try one. to get more. But like. And I know this is how politics don't works. Don't sit for because, a year and not hand it out. Yeah. This That's is stupid. how it works sometimes when then you have something that like is either a must pass or like has really big support. Then you mm -hmm. try to tie it to other stuff that yep. doesn't have as much support because this is how you get it through Congress. Yeah. But the whole thing just pissed me off. So they sat down today for a total of 15 minutes and then now they left. So now um, just coming up right now, or is it, no, next month? It already kicked in. So my next payments now are going to be 30% more. So and then they they're going to have, the, and the dumbest part about it is, is that they are going to use this extra surplus money to fill this gap. And then they're going to have to figure out a mechanism to repay all the people who paid extra taxes, which will take months. And more money. And more money. So we all, we'd all know we're going to end up in the same place. Right. And then they're dinking around with it and just pissing me off. Because we don't want to agree on how heck. to get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So stupid. Anyway. What the heck? Yeah. What the heck? So it wasn't very happy. No. My other what the heck was an article I read, which I will talk about at some point in time, but it's uh, uh, the title was a New York Times one, how COVID stole our time back and how we, how we, how COVID stole our time and how we can get it back. Okay. And they start out with some really depressing math because they basically start talking about, all right, if you live an average of 90 years, because uh, they're talking about how things just seem like they're always going to be there or always going to last or sure. they're going to, you know, you can do yep. that again. 90 years, 
52 weeks. It's like 4,600 weeks in your entire life. Ours are now halved. <laughs> so we're like at 2,700 weeks. Anyway, it's really depressing. Wow. Thanks, so That's why I said, what the heck? Thanks, Mike. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's really happy and cheerful. It was. Mm-hmm. Well, where are you going to go? Well, we we're we we're going to talk about gas prices, right? Okay, let's do it. All right. You have notes. No, I don't. I thought you said you wrote notes. No. All right. So I, <laughs> you I forced to, you I'm, into okay. talking about the gas prices because we touched on it a little bit we did. last week in the Ukraine because you yes. were angry and I said, chill I, out, lady. I find it annoying I think a, that we're, we're loud voices are yelling at the wrong people for because they don't understand how the price of gas at the pump works and they're blaming it on Biden and what like whatever. That was my, that's my beef. Yeah. I need to understand more about how this actually works. Your, uh, and then I push back a little bit about it. If you remember. Yeah. And which you mostly agreed with yeah. me. Yeah. Because I think that was mostly, it wasn't necessarily people complaining about the gas prices. It was the, pe- the type of people who were complaining yes. about it. Right. Like yes. people who could afford it or who could exactly. whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. There was a time. Uh, way back when, when I was first started with my business and I had a big, I remember I had a big F-250 truck, mm-hmm. but it was gasoline. It wasn't a diesel. It was a gas powered one. I okay. think the tank on it was like 50. T- I mean, Jeez. It was, and that was, I had that the last time we had like $4 gas. Okay. And I, it nearly broke me like it, but I had to have, I had, I had to drive yeah. for work. Right. Um, and I couldn't get out of the vehicle because like vehicles, you can't just change them. Like, you know, you can't just be like, yep. oh, the gas prices went up, so I'll get rid of my vehicle or whatever. Yep. And so I I have sympathy yeah. for people where it really does hurt. Yeah. Uh, but I think mostly you were just angry at, <laughs> at people who you're like, you can afford this. Yeah. Um, and be, like you said, it's the type of people who are being super vocal about it. And because they're not just complaining about like, how the heck am I going to afford gas? It's Biden screwed us all. Like, yeah. how do you like your president now? And like, you don't understand what, like, anyway, that was, that's the beef. Yeah. So we're not, again, we are not experts. What? We're not? Well, okay, fine. We are. <laughs> we're super experts. We're super I wanted experts. to talk about it because, because I think it's important. Yes. To talk about, I actually don't want to talk about it because I think talking about the gas price, it's like talking about the weather in some regards yeah. in terms of like, oh my gosh, you just can play. You can't, there's not really much you can do individually to do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and it's, so what's mostly irritating me right now is how is cause there is both sides to this deal. So you had a week ago <laughs> about where gas prices are going up and you're complaining, I mean, Republicans, Mitch McConnell, every, like any conservative person is all blaming it all on Biden. Yeah. Um, like this is his fault and that's not correct. Right. And then now this week, well, and then in between there, Biden tried to peg it on Putin. <laughs> it's like the high gas prices are Putin. It's this is Putin's, this is Putin's thing. Putin's, yeah. Which I'm like, okay, if you can't control it, I understand there's some factors with the Ukrainian war and everything, but uh-huh. it's not. So he, so Biden turns around and tries to do that. Yeah. Um, and then you have now uh, 
Now it's now the Democrats are all it's all about windfall profits. It's the whole thing is is just a, a sham by the oil companies to like make a ton of money and everybody will pivot. So like they just it's a it's so frustrating because yeah. they all again it's sort of like the thing with the Minnesota legislature. Uh they all know better. Mm-hmm. Well, they most of them know better. But even so even Biden, so Biden's really kind of pissed me off. Like even today he put a he had a tweet out about like hey the price of oil has gone down, which it has. Like even even when we yeah. talked about it, like the day we talked about it last week, it was at one hundred thirty seven dollars, and then two days later, it was a uh, hundred dollars. Yeah, um, it's it's going down. Right. Quite so a bit. he put a mm-hmm. graph out that ha- that tracked like the price of crude and the price of gasoline, mm-hmm. and how crude has gone down and the gasoline has not. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know better than that. Anyway, so so tell us about that because I did think it was interesting that in some of his initial comments about gas prices and like here's why we've been hesitant to stop importing oil from Russia is because it'll affect gas prices whatever so if we put these sanctions in place it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt but also like he wanted to include something to prevent some of these what you're calling windfall profits or what they're calling windfall profits or whatever so like yeah there's a mechanism right where the oil companies um or the sorry the gas companies still have some control over like how much we're paying at the pump. Right. Like, and so that's what he was saying that he was going to include. Do you know what I'm does? Yeah. So I don't have the text in front of me, but you know what I'm talking about? The, the, yeah, the okay. part. So part of the problem that was, is annoying to me every time this comes up, because this does come up. It, it doesn't matter if there's a Republican, anytime the gas goes up and down. Yeah. We have the same conversation <laughs> and people are always, because the price always goes up fast and then it comes down very, very slow. Yeah. Again, because like, let's learn how it works. And right. I'm not saying clearly, like I just asked you a question. I don't know exactly how it works. I've learned a lot about it in the past few weeks as part of these conversations. Sure. But like, we need just in general, some education about where the price of our gas tank comes from. Yeah. Because we're missing it here. Well, and I don't have, I mean, I'm like I said, I am not an expert. However, well, Mike. but like there are, the I mean it's going to be very unsatisfying, but the the answer is to say it's just really complicated. <laughs> well, I mean, like it really is. So, like you do have like major oil companies, right? They control large amounts of like yeah. oil production and stuff, but they are only one player. So you have you have those that are domestic. You have other multinational ones. You have Russian ones, um, and it's a it's a commodity. Oil is a commodity, that right? Is, traded globally. Yes. So it doesn't really, unless you are somebody, so this is this, so I'll pick on, I will pick on both sides here. So like if you, unless you uh, are a Republican who wants the government to take over the energy sector in the United States, the government cannot control the price. So like if you go to other countries where, um, let's just, I'll use Venezuela. It's a horrible one to use, but Venezuela, they basically pay nothing for gasoline. Okay, because the government owns all of the oil production and all of the gas production. So they charge money to other countries that they sell the oil to and they give it to their citizens for free. Sure. If that's what if you want the Biden to control the price, like that is what you're going to get, which I don't think that's really what you want. No, but you have all so you have all this production, but then you also have refining and then you also have uh, the individual 
like gas stations or like chains of gas stations. Mm -hmm. So there are like gas stations that are owned by BP or whatever it is, but there's also many, many other ones and they're all in charge of their own pricing. Like there's not, there's not like a, you can't just call, you just can't just call Exxon and say, make the price cheaper. Yeah. They could do that. And for at their 1000 filling stations, it was cheaper, but it wouldn't be cheaper other places. Does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it? Does it? Yeah. And then I think that people, uh, one of the things that people don't really think about is for the most part, what people are doing on a micro level. So if you have a gas station, they have a tank, mm-hmm. they got to get it refilled twice a week, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, the price that they're charging for the gas today is to pay for the gas that they think they're going to buy in the future. Right. It's a futures thing. Right. Yeah. And so that's the mm-hmm. other part too, is like if you, so Biden put out that graph that has like the oil, uh, the price of just a barrel of oil, which again, oh man, I'm going to get <laughs> lost. I'll try to stay focused. Like the price of a bail, barrel of oil is like looking at the Dow Jones industrial average, right? Mm-hmm. So Dow Jones industrial average, two things is only a hundred companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is not even a representative of the entire stock market. Right. And it's not a representation of the economy. Like the stock mm-hmm. market is not the economy. The economy is not right. the stock We've market. We've talked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it's the same concept that when we track these, how much the barrel of, uh, barrel of oil is, it's a good indicator to sort of just, you know, like, you know, when you're reading a book and driving down the highway and you have to look up every once in a while just to see if you're, mm-hmm. no, I made that. <laughs> I've done You're, that. Oh my God. No, as a teenager, but I mean, like, where I don't do it's just a good anymore. way to yes, sort of yes, like yes. keep track of how, what things going on. So I think that the, the consumer complaint or some of the consumer complaint and some of what maybe some of the more liberal Democrats are arguing about these windfall profits sure. or whatever is that like other things, like if, if you are a store who is bringing in fruity pebbles, right? And yeah. you have to pay the supplier a certain amount of money for the fruity pebbles, but then you can charge your customer a different price, right? right? Like you charge you your make, customer, you make a profit, yeah. right? And so there is some room built in for these gas stations, right? To like profit off of the sale. And so I think that that gap between like, hey, if the price of oil is this, like cut us a cut us a break on how much that sure. over the top is. And I think the the comments that I was reading yesterday or today, there was there was some commentary about like they might try to like give us a break of twenty cents or something. Yeah. Like great. I mean, whatever. But so there's clearly some wiggle room. But how much do you really want the government to like Manipulate. Let that. me get in here yeah. and like mess with this when I like that's a that's a mess. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I think another thing that is important to understand too is that not all, but most gas stations are a lot like movie theaters. Okay. Yeah. They they do not make their money on the fuel. Oh no! No, it's they like make the their pizza. money on the pizza, and you go in and get a pop. And yeah. If you've ever gone to a gas station to get food, like right. it's actually a stupid place to buy food. It's so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah. that pizza slice is delicious. Yeah. Um. So they make money that way. So there, yeah. there is not as much wriggle. You know. So if you have a, a a normal consumer product, typically will be like twice as much. So like if it sure. costs a dollar, they sell it for two. Yeah. So yeah, it's easy to give you. I can give you. 
you know, 25% off, right. you're still going to make a quarter. Yep. Um, that's great. But if your margins are super, super thin, and if you don't know, that's generally how movie theaters operate too, yes. is that most of that money that you paid for the ticket goes to the the movie yes. companies. Right. They make their the money popcorn. off the popcorn, which is <laughs> clear because that it's is good. A, is good. <laughs> And it's, but also it's really expensive. I know. It's so, it's so dumb. So, so anyway, so like individual gas companies don't, or gas stations don't necessarily right. have that. So more of that wiggle room would be the step before that, where like you're looking at these major like international companies, like you were saying, yeah. who then sell it to suppliers for these local gas stations, whatever. Like that's probably where more of that profit margin that some of these Democrats are looking at. Yeah, I, I, the, the well, that, yes, that's what they're that's, complaining about. That's the window that they're looking at. So that's another thing to try, try to understand mm-hmm. is historically the oil and gas industry makes somewhere around five to seven percent profit margin. Okay. Okay. So that means if they may, if they sell a hundred dollars worth of oil, mm-hmm. they make five to seven dollars. Sure. It's they're not that a much. Crap ton. Well, they <laughs> like well, to make to make yes. the kind of profits so that they're making right now. They're selling a crap ton of. Oil. That's what we were talking about last time. Is that yeah. like the numbers make it seem greedy? Yeah, because it's just but, so much but money. Nobody would start a business if they thought that their profit margin was going to be. You know, like yeah. restaurants are actually somewhat are very similar. They're usually running at like three to five percent. Yeah. Total profit margin, and then the other thing to remember is that oil. The oil industry now. I'm all hold on. Out of time. I am all for reducing our usage of fossil fuels. I am all for like more green energy. I am all for all those things. I'm just all of a sudden I'm like, wait. I really sound like I'm in the bag for the oil. I mean, you're kind of an oil tycoon here. Kind of an oil tycoon. But um, it's an incredibly um capital rich, like it's an expensive thing to do. Yeah. So in order to put wells in and to build the pipelines that everybody hates so much yeah. and all of the infrastructure and things like that. So like, if you look back in 20, I think it was 2021. So I just used one. I had to look up one. I was like, I need one number. I think BP in 2021 made a quote unquote profit of like $17 billion. In 2020, they lost $7 billion. Mm-hmm. So like part of that has to do with pandemic. Yep. There was, nobody remembers that that's a other part of it too, is that like, it's so complicated and it's like a giant ship that you can't turn. There was a period of time in April, right at the beginning of the pandemic, when the price of oil went negative. Like yeah. people were, they, oil companies were paying people money to take the oil from them. Yeah. Because they have to clear the system because you can't turn it off. Yep. Like it's just a system that's running all the time. Yep. But like, so you start adding those things together. And a lot of times what happens is when they expend a bunch of money, you buy a a bunch of equipment, you do all that stuff, then you technically lose money that year and then you make money the next year and you lose. So I just, I just think it, it, it's disingenuous to say like, oh, they're just creaming people. They're mm-hmm. a lot like the airline industry for the last two years. They've been struggling yeah. because the demand wasn't there. But this last year, the demand went way back up, which is, you know, so and but they weren't doing any new. Well, and that was part of like the issue now is that they had slowed production because demand had been lower. Right. And like, oh, now demand is crazy high. You can't just turn that back on overnight. Like right. you, you have to ramp that back up. 
The other thing that um, I heard that I thought was interesting where they were talking about like, you know, maybe we need to give people this break or 20 cents off, whatever. Um, and they were saying that the reporter was saying that actually demand hasn't changed here in the U.S. Right. Elsewhere, demand has gone down and other countries like don't necessarily rely on vehicles as much as we do on, on gas powered vehicles, maybe. Right. Yep. Like or on big vehicles like we do. Um, but demand in the United States hasn't hasn't gone down at all as a result of this increase recently. Yeah. So like, why would I lower my price for you if you're still coming and buying all of my gas, right? Mm -hmm. Like supply and demand, there is a part of that too, which is easy to that, forget. That would, be, I mean, I would definitely, that, that would be uh, something I would totally, which is irritating. Like when, it's irritating when people complain about the price of gas. I do understand that there are times where you cannot control, like I said back when I had my business, right? Mm -hmm. when I had my big truck. Yeah. I had to drive that truck. Yep. Um, there is a lot we could do with very, it's almost like we're on a mask, um, with very, <laughs> like very little uh, friction yeah. that would cut your usage. Yeah. We don't all need to be in our own cars. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in a town, now gr granted, we just came out of winter. Right. Well, we're still coming out of winter. Yeah. But like our town is three miles top to bottom and five miles across. Yeah. You could walk. You could ride a bike. You could do it. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do, but we yeah. choose not to because we choose the convenience over the other thing. So mm -hmm. it's irritating when people complain about the cost of their convenience. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's annoying, so this is annoying to me. Uh, I'm going to chastise the Republicans. That's, it. that's the title of this episode. This is annoying to me. This is annoying to me. That should be a whole series. It really should be. And now <laughs> for something that's annoying. <laughs> Uh, uh, no. So the, so one of my critiques to the Republicans, um, or conservatives or, or anti-Bidens or whatever you want to call yeah, yourself, whatever you want to call yourself today. um, is that they're just, they're using this as a, a cudgel to be like, we need to become energy independent. We need, you know, it, you know, first of all, they're misrepresenting Biden's, uh, impact on, I mean, he's only been president for a year. Right. It's not, it's oh not gosh. like, Hey guys, guess what? The reason they didn't drill any new wells in the last two years is because we were in the middle of a pandemic. And nobody needed where the wells. They were, tra they were paying money to have people take their oil. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so that's disingenuous as it is. And then it's also disingenuous because we already are energy independent in terms of, like, we're a net exporter of... Okay, break that down. Okay. Net exporter. Yes, so that's a, it's a clever term. It's an economics term. So one of the things we mentioned last time, I think we touched on a little bit, we were talking about there's different kinds of oil. Yep. Okay. So there's different kinds of oil. Yes. And our systems are designed to, uh, what's the thing when they take, when you take it and you make it better, refine it. <laughs> Over the last like 70 years, our systems, which you can't, again, we just talked about, you can't just change on a dime. Right. Um, have been built out to refine certain kinds of oil into certain kinds of products. Yes. And so a lot of the oil and oil-like products that we actually pump out of the ground here, we export to other countries and we import oil. So yes, we bring in oil from Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. because that is the kind of oil that our system is designed to make into gasoline. Okay, yep. Sort of like when we were talking about the tar sands and yep. the... And that's it. So, so like... 
to understand that we already are there. And mm-hmm. it happened in, was it at the tail end of, I think it was right at the tail end of, um, oh, that was natural gas. When Trump was around, we became, we were, we were, we started shipping natural gas to other countries and stuff like that. But I think it was like 2021 that we became a net exporter, quote unquote. Okay. So it already happened. Mm-hmm. But we still, no matter what we do, we could drill all the oil out of the ground we wanted. We would still be importing oil. And why is that, Mr. Mike? Because well, I just told you. Because we need different kinds. Because we need different kinds. And is it, the wanna... case, is it the case that like we need to rebuild all of our refining methods and machinery? Like, Is this the kind of oil that we could turn into oh, gasoline or do we actually you could do that but like okay. why would you it's already i completely agree with you i'm just trying like to get the explanation were, if you had if you were a company and you owned you know three factories across the country yeah and one was geared up to make shirts and one was to make pants and one made shoes yep. and you were like well it's really dumb that we ship this material across the country to, and then turn around and ship the shoes back we should change right all of you know what like yeah. you, no you the it doesn't th- it doesn't make sense in the long run. It yeah. only, it's a cheap shot when, when, when it gets tight. So then you get to like point at things and say, yeah. And the other, the other piece of that, I think that is really easy to not think about in times like this is that a lot of those import export agreements and relationships, whatever, they are like deep political relationships that are working for certain reasons. Like you don't just say like, see you later. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to play with you anymore. Like we have relationships with certain countries (laughs) for very certain reasons, you know, like, and the politics of just walking away from some of that isn't necessarily the best move. No. And sometimes it means that we, it, what the tricky part is that it means that we have relationships with people we'd really rather not. Right. So uh, like the conversation about like, maybe we should reach out to Iran and Venezuela. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I know. And like, yeah. So sometimes you and get creative, but that's oh my. another talking point that, you know, uh, Republicans have been used to beat up on Biden that like, Hey, why are you going to Venezuela? We're not going to Venezuela to buy all the oil. We're basically going to every oil com- country in the world yeah. and saying, can you just put a little bit more into the system so that we can right. try to mitigate? Because again, going back to the, it's a global yep. uh, commodity. Yep. So it it matters if you can get everybody to put some more in. Right. Um, and I just, I just have to say again, I think that I mentioned this last week too um, on a different maybe level, but like, I did not, I was not super excited about Joe Biden being the candidate. <laughs> if you happen to, remember, I happen to I, remember, I may have said something about that. I was not super excited about it. But the fact that like he understands how I might need to have somebody getting on the phone with freaking Venezuela, you know, or like just yeah. to get all of these oil companies or oil countries, hey, we're going to need to reach out to you and to you and to you, like put a little bit more in. It's a worldwide thing. You know, like he's doing this well, like he is good at the bring the world together crap that like, that's what we need in this moment. And he's doing, he's doing that part. Well, I think, um, I think that's probably why what you just said about like, he knows that's why it irritates me so much when he does the politics thing. And I know that mostly it's probably just his team around, like with the, with the complaining about, cause he was the one who posted the 
today about the profits and the oh, uh-huh. and the graph and all that. Yeah. And I'm like, so what really pissed me off about it is, well, I guess two things. One, because I think he he knows better, sure. but he's playing the game. And I understand on Sun Lumble, you have to play the game. Yeah. But I wanted better. And the reason I wanted better is because I had to stretch myself. I, I <laughs> wait, that sounds right. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I didn't. Between the two, I didn't have to stretch myself, but no. it was a big stretch for me. I've never voted for a Democrat in my entire life for president. Uh huh. So that was a big deal. So yeah. I sort of, so I I hold him. I believe I hold him to, to a, a higher much higher standard, standard yeah. because I'm like, dude, I stuck up for you. Yeah. With people who who are like love to call me up right now and be like, "How's that working out for you, huh? How do you like that four dollar?" Yeah, I'm like, and actually, I don't know what the gas price is because I don't look. But actually, anyway, so so here's what I would just say to that. Also, I get what you're saying. You didn't like him. I didn't like him. Right. No, but um, I do also wholeheartedly believe that President Biden himself is not on Twitter. Oh yeah, that's and, why, that's, and like, right. let's get the handler right, right, and let's make those messages match, <laughs> like. Because, like, what you're doing in the, like, all of the work behind the scenes and the phone calls and the whatever, mm-hmm. like, this is good. Yeah, that's the good so stuff. So let's be tweeting out this yeah. instead of, like, these lines that, it's not his thumbs on the phone. Oh, but, I know that. Yeah. And and I, but you, and you have to admit, though, for, for a, particularly the liberal, the more liberal Democratic wing, it's like, I don't even know. It's like cookie. What's the kit? What's the thing with kitty chow? No catnip. There you go. <laughs> kitty chow. <laughs> it's like catnip. They love it. They His love tweets? it. Oh yeah. Or the, oh, the, okay. These kinds of tweets where he's like, he's taking it to the pro, you know, and oh, Elizabeth yeah. Warren. So like, I have a fair amount of respect for Elizabeth Warren. I'm a fan. Um, I don't about this because she's full of crap because she's doing all of the same stuff. She's running around windfall profit this windfall windfall profit that. It's it's actually very I see a lot less of her in my feed, so I honestly haven't seen what she's doing. Funny, man. Yeah. she's in my feed because Twitter Mine figured is out full it, of Amy Klobuchar. It makes my brain. You know, go. <laughs> Ooh, I know how to push your buttons. Here's some Elizabeth Warren. But like Elizabeth Warren, um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> yes, good job. The, I did it. Um, who's the, who's the, the, she, it's a J. I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, but like all of those sort of like key Mm -hmm. left of the left people are just all up in arms on this bandwagon of, of, of all like the, it's the evil, Mm. it's the evil empire of the corporate greedy people. Sure. And I just think we should all... (laughs) There are always bad actors. No, nah, I shouldn't say bad actors. There are always bad actors. I mean, bad people. And they are, there are, there is corruption and there's all that kind of stuff. But like, there's a lot less of it than we think there is in, so, in, in the private sector, as well as in the, I'll say in the government sector. Like there's just, there's just not a deep state. Like people think I, there's oh, a deep right. state and there's just not the level of like, pure horrible corruption from top to bottom in anything that makes money. I wonder, Mike. Oh dear. I like it. I wonder if what these people are calling corporate corruption 
is more so talking about the system that like your CEO is making 400 times that of your work. Like, I wonder if it's not actually that they think that there's like shady shit going on, right? As they're calling like the system is corrupt the way it's playing out for the average Joe. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. I can see that being an argument for people who like think this is not a healthy. Well, they need to work on their messaging then because that's not what they're saying most of the time. But I'm just, I'm just wondering if that's what they're thinking when they say corruption, they mean system and not like, oh, you're clearly doing backhanded deals. I just think that the whole gas price thing is probably one of the best and clearest um, examples of both sidesism in terms of Mm. every time the gas price goes up, it's not because the government is screwing you over. Nope. And every time the gas price goes up, it's not just because the oil is trying to screw you over. Or if the gas price goes down, it's not because your president is doing great work. Right. Like it's and not it's, necessarily it's not because correlation, sudden, not causation. All of a sudden, the uh, the corporations got real generous, no. and they're like, you know what? We've been really we really we've been like this president these people so. for like a long time with no. these high gas prices. We're gonna cut them some slack. Do you know no, what we they need? Were, they were responding to markets, and they're responding to inputs do you know what we need mike we need like a schoolhouse rock video (gasps) about gas and oil that'd be fun yeah because then like put out some stupid tiktok about it and people people will respond will learn will they i don't know have some hope mike i should have some hope if they're gonna learn anything that's probably the only way they're gonna intake that youth out there if you're listening create for us a skit that we could do schoolhouse rock style on TikTok. Awesome. And Tammy and Mike will make a TikTok video <laughs> about oil and gas. Oh, my favorite. So, so there has been lots of funny stuff about it too. And I think it was, uh, oh, crumbs. I, it, I don't know if it was. Uh, oh, crumbs. Yeah, How old crumbs. are you? <laughs> uh, one of those funny shows, but oh, it was, crumbs. it was like, Here's how you make a news story about the gas prices. And it was John like, Christ. was that it was? Yeah. It was John, it was John Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was so funny. It was so funny. Because it was like, oh, you know, zoom in on the gas price. Zoom in on the pump. Yep. Mm-hmm. Picture of a person doing this. Ask him a leading question. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Another yeah. picture of them pumping more gas. <laughs> looking stressed. <laughs> it, was, it was very... It's very, very awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. Anyway. That's good. That's pro- I mean, I could probably say some more stuff about things, but like. I think that you know a surprising amount about oil and gas. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I had to look some, I had to look up some of the numbers, but like. Good work. Um, I, I hate to say that a large part of my interest in all this kind of stuff is, uh, was from reading um, uh, Tom Clancy novels. Interesting. And what's the connection? Uh, Just because he was very, like his thing was he was just super detailed um, and everything, almost always, all of his books were like all geopolitical stuff. So there was always like, you know, conflicts happening with different countries (laughs) and like he would just, part of his style was to just get into the nitty gritty about like things like how the gas markets work or like stuff like that. And it just Mm -hmm. really... Well, there you go. Yeah, it was pretty. Did you know that? Sorry, this sidebar. Did you know? So he, the first book he ever wrote was Hunt for Red October. 
And he actually got questioned by the CIA because they were like, Of course like, he did. You know like, too much. How do you know all this stuff? <laughs> and he's like, I got it at the library. He literally just went to the library and got information that anybody could get. And then they're like, oh, they're crap. Like, oh, crap. We need to pull some books off the shelf. Yeah. Wow. So I really do hope that for everybody's sake, gas prices come down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Before just, summer. Just everybody stop putting, just try, stop trying to. Stop trying to blame it on yeah. one person or one group. Yep. Um, it's complicated. Yeah. It's complicated. Buy a Prius. Also, Just kidding. Like, don't buy a Prius. It does, it does feel Tesla. nice to blame Putin for all of the world's ills right now. So whatever. Like if you need a fall guy. It does. It's. Oh, I stepped in mud today. S- it's Putin. That's. Stepped this in a puddle. Putin, it was too deep. Putin, Putin. I know, but see, that's it's a Putin puddle. I understand that. So that's how it has to work sometimes with with politics. But it's so frustrating yeah. that we just always want to distill it to like into one thing. Well, it's always one thing. It was Biden. And, it was Putin. And that's it's why, oil, like, it's, when we talked like a year or more ago about conspiracy theories, oh, right? Like, right, right. We want the simplest answer. Yeah. Right. Like it has to be, there has to be a simple answer. It can't be complicated. So yeah. the simplest answer is it's Biden's fault. Well, isn't that the, but I'm going to blame Putin instead. What is that? Occam's razor. Is that what they call it? I think so. Okay. It's the, the si- <laughs> okay. The, the right. simplest answer is usually the correct one. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're going to wrap it up with something nice. I am. Let's wrap it up. I didn't look at your notes. I'll do- okay. Oh. Are you going to go first? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Do it. Um, I'm going first. You probably, maybe you have this on your deal, uh, on your notes there, but daylight savings. Oh, I do not have this. Okay. First of all, we moved into daylight savings. That is the nice thing. That's, that's nice on its own. And then like second of all, are we gonna get like critique for saying daylight savings? Because is it saving? Apparently. What okay, so it that's sound, another side. It didn't mark. sound right to me. So this one anyway. was actually on the bubble because part of me was I'm like, hey, I'm glad it's daylight saving time. Mm-hmm. Um also I'm glad that there is still some bipartisan support for things in Congress because the US right? Senate Apparently, unanimously passed a resolution changing, like just making that permanent. Yeah. Um, But then making it permanent, that means we're going to stop changing our clocks. Yes. Yeah. Um, But then what I find, so like those are great. That was my, that's nice. That's nice. The sidebar to that is I did not realize how, I mean, I always complain about the time change. Mm -hmm. I did not realize the the depth of anger that there is. I don't remember seeing this because like, it's on Twitter all over the place oh, and Facebook yeah. all over the place. And then yeah. and then they passed this thing, which I did, it was not even on my radar. Not at I'm all. Like, Hadn't heard anything about it. Is this a thing we're it. actually yeah. doing? Yeah. And and then I found out that my wife and I are not on the same page. She would like it frozen. Yeah. But she wants it frozen on the other schedule, the standard time. Okay. And because that gives us more light at nighttime? No, that gives us more light in the morning in the winter. Oh, no. That's what I said. No. Something about circadian rhythms. It was just kind of fun. She's like got the science, circadian <laughs> rhythms. I'm like, no, I want it to be light later that's at night. I, that's what I said. I said, no matter what happens, I'm going to work in the dark. Mm. I would love to be able to come home when it's light out. Yeah. Uh, mm. But she was not having it. I think our household is split like six to f- or four to two. Okay. Two, two of us want this one. Uh-huh. 
daylight saving and two, four of them want the other one. I have to go back and look now. Like there's maps that show you how this how will it affect changes you. It? Yeah. And um, yeah. I so what, well, how, where, where are you at then? Are you, do you want it frozen? Is it I, more important to just not change your clocks? That's, that's for that's me. Probably, it's more I important would agree with to that. just not change the clocks. Yeah. Because not, not because it's annoying to change your clocks, but because like throwing no. off the sleep, it just, I don't know how. It really sucks, <laughs> especially springing forward. That's the worst. I th- Whatever. Uh, one of the science things I saw is that like some in like Finland or something, they did some study and like the right after the change, there's a spike in depression. Oh, yeah. And, it, and like according to this article, it takes up to 10 weeks to like work it out. I was like, wow. Isn't it bananas? I know. But all this whole- you can go somewhere for like a a trip that has a different time zone and adjust in like 24 hours. And it's, it's not seemingly just people adjust, with kids yeah. that no. have trouble. I'm cranky. I couldn't, I have, cannot drag myself out of bed right now. No, it's all horrible. week it's been hard. All yeah. right. So that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. All right. What do you It's got? nice. Okay. First, I just want to shout out um, because we haven't uh, talked about this quite yet, um, but President Biden did nominate a pick for the Supreme Court and it's Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, the first right. black female Supreme Court nominee. Um, so we'll talk more about the Supreme Court and this nominee and whatever, but I didn't want to miss that as it's already kind of old news. <laughs> but here is my funny, nice thing. Yay. So um, Hillary Clinton has let her snark out on Twitter since leaving like the election world and mm-hmm. like running for things kind of chances. Um, and I just like, she makes me laugh <laughs> um, because she's so snarky and it's kind of surprising every time. So anyway, Putin recently put her on a list of people that he's banning. Oh. For like, you can't come to Russia. Right. Um, and so she is on that list. She's not allowed to come to Russia, um, nor is Joseph Biden, which a reporter pointed out technically is President Biden's dad um, <laughs> because <laughs> President Biden is actually Joseph's whatever, s- junior. junior. Yep. Um, so he got it wrong. Uh-huh. Um, he can still come. Anyway, so she responded with a tweet saying, quote, I would like to thank Russia for this Lifetime Achievement Award. And I laughed out loud. Like, wow. That just was really funny to me. She, like, the gloves are completely off. Like, when she comes for Twitter, she really comes. Anyway, um, Press Secretary Jen Psaki, Psaki. Um, was also banned. And her response was, it won't surprise any of you that none of us are planning tourist <laughs> trips to Russia. <laughs> I also love her snark. Um, so anyway, I just, it made me laugh and oh. it was nice. Did you see the the exchange between her and um, whatever his name is from Fox News when he's like, um, how, you know, President Biden likes to talk about setting an example and being an example for other people. Uh, does he have an electric, like basically, does he have an electric car? <laughs> why, or why, why doesn't he have an electric car or something like that? And she just looked at him and she's like, well, the president of the United States doesn't do a lot of driving. <laughs> love her i just like it's so yeah i love it anyway it makes me laugh all day every day i can't imagine being in that seat oh no no yeah but she does it very well anyway so that was nice way to go um hillary clinton and your twitter account Mm, that's nice (laughs) yeah well there you have it another episode of flyover logic this is mike and tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here we're glad you found time to listen Bye. We're gonna attack this one on. You the forgot end. to say the best thing. What? It's not. It's only the best thing when you're talking about energy independence and like how we now export 
you know, whatever it is. And you basically have, you know, if you're going to say that the government has control over helping or hindering the the oil and gas industry, then you have to give props to Obama because under Obama is when we went to frack town. And, <laughs> <laughs> like funky town? Yes, and that's frack what town. frack town. <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why the environmental wing of, of uh, the Democratic Party really didn't like him very much yeah. because there was a there was a lot of expansion of that under his watch yep. so you know so to speak mm-hmm. and i don't hear a lot of you know republicans giving him credit for that mm. like we you know we want biden to be more like obama i think like, oh, that's what they i think that's do. that's a good line for them also, yeah i have so many other things also we have to tack in like the republicans complain that we need to finish the xl pipeline that got nixed which ad nauseum people need to point out would not help us because it would only move oil from canada to ports to export to other countries, and it would not stay here. It's not what it, not, it's how, not it how it works. works. Not how it works. Anyway, not how it works. That's it. That's right. Oh, so I thank, like it. Obama. <laughs> thanks, Obama. No, that, I want you. To, I a, want you to say that again, real clear. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> that's a button now. We're taking taking us to frack down. <laughs> <laughs> Take five. Okay, you that. asked me a question and you thought it was, so I was, so I, uh, backstory, we continued talking <laughs> and we talk about this, how we do this all the time. So we continue talking and, and we stopped recording. Like, uh, you liked it, Mitt Romney. I liked his approach when he ran for president and lost to uh, Obama. Wait, did he? Yeah, yeah, Obama. yeah I sure did. Um, his platform on energy was all of the above. And so, like, I liked that idea because he was saying we need to do all the things. He mm-hmm. recognized that we have a problem with emissions. He recognized global warming. Um, he said we need to do renewables. We need all these things. But we also need to continue to make oil and gas because we're going to need it to get to a right, point where a we transition don't. period. And then you asked. So my question yes. was, and clearly I need to do more research, um, but my question to you was, is it actually feasible for us to get to a point where there is zero reliance on fossil fuels, that kind of thing? Because I'm thinking of like ships and such, you know, like we have a lot of big equipment that moves around that currently relies quite a bit on that. So that's my question to you. Um, And I, Mr. Mike. Yeah. My answer would be not in any, foreseeable future and not in any kind of timeline that would make Greta Thunberg happy. Yeah. Like there, it's just, it's, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And ironically, some of the great things about, you know, like glo- I think globalization is great for a lot of different reasons in terms of um, lifting people out of poverty, uh, bringing down costs of things, mm-hmm. connections through different nations. So hopefully we don't get into World War Three. There's lots of good things, but like our our economies are so like interconnected and spread out yeah. now. Yeah. That, like it's not feasible for you to live a modern life and like be walled off so that you're not shipping things and doing yeah. those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there and the technology does not exist, or at least it does not exist in a cost-effective or scalable way right. to be able to, to do, to be out of fossil fuel business entirely. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that I, I can't, I can't, I can't say that I don't think we can get there. It just, I don't know how long that's going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I think people who it's dumb <laughs> that we have like in the climate world, we basically have two sides, right? We have mm-hmm. one side that's like, uh, 
this is a catastrophe and we need to cut all of our emissions by 75% in 10 years or we will all die. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other, pe- then the only other team in town is like, nah, it's fine. Drill <laughs> like, more. Drill, drill, baby, drill. Yeah. Which the real answer is in the middle where we need to spend a lot more time and money thinking about how to build resiliency for the stuff that we've already put in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to work our butts off on trying to reduce what we're doing so we can try to limit the impact. I just, I, it's, it's too late. Like we can't, we can't turn it back. <gasps> I know. Well, I, it is like nobody has to talk about that, but like it's good. It's happening now and it's going to happen. Mm. It's just a matter of a, what can we do to um, try to limit how far it goes? Sure. And what can we do to mitigate the impacts on our lives yeah. and societies? So, so here we can agree with Mitt Romney about like <sighs> transitioning. Tammy agrees with Mitt Romney. Okay. I said the Obama thing. You say it right now. On this, I agree with Mitt Romney. Thank you very much. That'll be a good button too. I just need to say two things. All right. And I know we're getting into extended footage now, but two things came to my mind um, while you were talking about that. First, Mitt Romney, as you were saying that and bringing up the 2012 election, I think that when we talk about Christian nationalism and like the the real start of like ugly, divisive politics and religion, mm-hmm. I think my memory goes back to that election where like the the first big thing was like Mormonism is definitely Christianity and we can we can vote for him because he's actually a Christian. Like I think I think we need to circle back to 2012 election when we're talking about all of that. Second thing, all this right. is more cheerful. Oh good. Okay. So when you're talking about oil drilling um, and drill baby drill. Have you seen the movie The Night They Saved Christmas? Uh, I feel like I have. This uh, is one of my favorite Christmas movies, like from the childhood. The Night They Saved Christmas. Yes, it is definitely an '80s movie. Okay, maybe really early '90s, but The Night They Saved Christmas. And now you're gonna have to go like stream yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway, Dad works for an oil company, and they're sent up like toward the North Pole um, because there's oil there, and they have to find it, right? And like. Guess where? Guess where the big radar like finding is going to be? It's going to ruin oh, the, the North, North Pole. Pole. Yeah. Oh. They managed to like you know figure it out, but like anyway, we could be ruining Christmas. Wow. <laughs> Go watch that movie. Like I'm, I'm saying, do that right now. This is like the bonus footage, extended cut, deep tracks. Cut. Because this is the weird stuff that came to my mind when you were talking about that. That's Great. all. That's what's usually going on through your head when we're having conversations. No. Mm. All right.